Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. TSFS, the wildly popular, the gorgeous, the hilarious, the famous. I love following her and all her A-list escapades, Taylor Strucker. If you haven't heard of Taylor Strucker, she has a very popular podcast called Taste of Taylor. You can catch it with Dear Media. She's amazing. Then she has her five-day-a-week Taylor Strucker show behind her Patreon wall. She has had many longtime subscribers because you might know her from her famous SiriusXM radio show that was on Cosmo Radio for years. I love Taylor. She just married her wife, Taylor, the two T's. And she talks about having a baby. They're thinking about having a child, but her fear is around it. And so we talk a lot about that because as you all know, I like hated kids until I turned 35. Um, Also, we talk about what happens. You know, we both do a lot of celebrity reviews. We talk talk pop culture. So what happens when you talk shit about somebody and then they see you in real life like a reality show guest (laughs) or someone you've had on your show? For me, I'm going through it. I'll disclose more, but basically a reality star from I Love a Mama's Boy says he won't come on my podcast because I talk shit about him. I don't even remember. But anyway, we'll get into all that. If you're not following Taylor Strucker, do yourself a favor. She's fabulous. Here's Taylor 
I I adore you so much. I just, you and I, look, I feel like we're just kindred radio spirits because we- Same girl. We are the last of the Mohegans. We are the last we of the are. Mohegans. You know, look, guys, everybody knows Taylor Strucker. She is, well, she's podcasting legend now, but she was a Sirius XM radio oh trailblazer. Um, Thank you. On Cosmo Radio. And if, you know, she's been on this podcast before. I've been on hers. She is wonderful to follow her life with her wife, Taylor. And just, you know, your show is so positive. You bring in all kinds of different guests and commentators with all kinds of backgrounds. You're friends with celebrities, which I love. I can't maintain any celebrity friendships. I swear to fucking God. I talk shit about everyone. I just had a reality. I know. I know. It's hard. It's a fine line that you have to walk when you have, you know, it really limits what you can talk shit about. For sure. For sure. I just had one of the guys on I Love a Mama's Boy. Basically, I jumped on his live and I was like asking him questions. And he's like, oh, you're the woman that talked about me. And I was like, or talked shit about me. And I was like, oh, I did? I was like, oh, come on my show. We can talk about it. He's like, I would never be on your show. Oh my God, God. girl, been been there, like live in that space sometimes. You know who I will say? So Kyle and Amanda from Summer House. Okay. Um, I so I was friends with Stephen McGee, who was on like the first two seasons. Okay. And then I'm really good friends with Hannah Burner. So I have been friends with people who are in their cast, like indep- like even like, how do I say this? I have always been friends with somebody who has been a castmate of theirs. That's how I'll say it. Okay. So um, I was really hard on them from my POV from. Um, Wow, we're such good friends. I just forgot his name from Steven. From Steven, <laughs> we had a falling out. Okay, uh, but I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Sorry, that's just that's my COVID brain. I apologize. So, Steven, um, you know, like I'm. A, if you know me, you know I'm a really loyal friend. Like to almost like a fault. Like I kind of need to chill out on that. Like when Stassi quit Vanderpump, like season three or whatever, or two, and then she came back. I dragged on Sirius, like like Katie Maloney, Jax, everybody I fucking dragged, like hard. And then she like got back on the show and became friends with them. And it was weird because it's like, the thing is, is that I'm such a loyal friend. But what happens is these people have established relationships with the other castmates. So they fight hard, but they also like love hard. So I just like do the negative stuff, like fight hard for my friend. But then when they become friends with the cast again, it's very uncomfortable for me. Because I'm like, oh, they're like, that's that radio bitch that said that fucking really mean cutting thing about me. It's taken years for Jax to feel comfortable around me after all of the damage I did. He's finally comfortable around me. And I actually think it's because of my wife because he like gets along really well with her. But like, he'll like, we, we DM a lot, me and Jax. But like, it took a minute. Like he would steer clear of me at parties and stuff. So I've definitely been here. But with, with Kyle and Amanda... So I was really hard on them from my relationship with Steven because they had bad blood. I think that they're fine now. Um, And I remember I was having dinner with my wife. Then she was like my fiance and a Bravo PR person. And so Kyle and Amanda were looking for an apartment in Fidei and Tay and I lived in Fidei. And so they walked by our table and they saw my friend, Michelle, and they were like, hey, what's up? What's up, Michelle? She was like, hi. And then they looked at me and Tay wasn't there yet. And they were like, oh, you're the girl that talks all that shit about us. And I was like, oh, so I was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, listen, I heard stories about you from Steven. As you know, we were friends. Him and I aren't friends anymore because we had a falling out. And they're like, listen, we've been friends with Steven. We get it. All is good. Water under the bridge. So sweet of them. Wait, it's not done, sadly. <laughs> so 
we're it's all copacetic it's all cool i've like been to summer house a couple times they're very friendly um i would see them at like you know they're um they always have like premiere parties i'd be there they were great so nice they're like let's have a potluck dinner it never happened but like really we had dinner with stassi and Bo and the two of them and me and tay like enough times that like we had like a like a nice acquaintanceship right okay yeah and then hannah's on and then she starts to have a hard time with kyle and amanda and you think I'd learn my lesson. What's the definition of insanity? Oh. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result? I'm a fucking idiot. And I am I, I'm loyal to a fault. If you make my friend upset, I will come for you. And um, last season, I really came hard for them. And like, I know better than to think I'll get forgiven twice. Okay? So like, they are allowed to hate me forever. I went very far. I went further than I should have. I apologize. It's too late. But like, I don't think that I could ever even be in a, the same room as them and have it not be totally uncomfortable. God, I feel so much better. Because I was going to ask you, what do you do? Like with Jax, did you reach out to to Jax first no. to basically say, hey, because see, that's no. my problem. I, I just stand awkwardly in really? a corner when I'm around them. And you know, it's really weird when you're like on set, like for Vanderpump Rules, I was out there for Stassi and Ariana's 30th birthday because they had a joint birthday party and it was at this like house. So it was like a real party. So I was at the party, but like they're on cameras. Like you're so on their turf, right? Because it's like their friends, their show, cameras on them. So it's like, it's just really awkward. It's really awkward. Okay, well, I was going to say, I'm feeling so much better, but I'm like, oh shit, maybe you'll have some good advice because this now happens to me often because obviously I give my opinion and I, I don't know how you feel, but I know like our shows are popular, but sometimes I forget anyone listens. Like I'm like, oh, Same. you know, no one will listen. And then I'm like, oh, these reality people, like, but and I want to say to them, why are you fucking listening to my review? <laughs> like, what, like, Get a life. Stop listening to me. No, get, it really is. Get a life. Yeah. It's such a compliment that they're listening, right? But there is a part of our job where here's the thing though. We live in a time now where like because we're from radio, we were in a spot where not many people got to be in where we got to talk shit for a living and share our opinions. Right. But now thanks to the internet, everybody gets to be us, right? Everybody gets to talk shit directly to the person. But the thing, here's the thing with the art of radio. We are professional shit talkers. Going on somebody's Instagram account and writing something mean up in their comment section, that's not shit talking. That's straight up like savagery. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So like there is it, there is a difference because people will say like when I get trolled, I'm like, boo, Tina, you're my feelings. And they're like, oh, please, you talk shit for a living. I'm doing the same thing that you do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't go make fun of Megan Fox's brachydactyly up in her comments, okay? I have manners. I say it behind her back. And if I ever met her and she brought it up, I would die of a million shameful deaths. Like, that's the thing. Is like, when I, like, fight back with trolls, the some of, some people back down. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't think you reply. Oh, my God. My favorite one is, oh, my God, I'm drunk, which I'm like, same. So, like, no worries. But, same. like, when sometimes they double down. And they're like oh. digging their heels and like, I am correct and you are wrong. And I'm like, damn, the audacity. So like anytime I've been called up by a celeb, yes, I just called myself and Sarah celebs. You're welcome. Drag me. Please. I love it. Slide Keep my going. DMs. <laughs> but like whenever like I get caught that I was talking shit about somebody, celeb or not, quite frankly, 
I crumble and I die and I apologize immediately. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah, I just went in his DMs. I was like, look, I I really don't remember talking shit about you. I have no idea. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, I would love to have you on the show. Like, I wish you all the best in your new relationship. This, by the way, is Matt from I Love a Mama's Boy. I've gotten into all these TLC shows. and So he broke up with Kim. Kim came on the show. And, you know, Kim didn't have a lot of good things to say about him. And, you know, of course, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, you know, stop her and go, no, Kim. You know, don't don't say that yeah, about Matt. That's not nice. <laughs> we shouldn't talk that way about him. That's not real life. When you're with your friend and she's like trashing her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or whatever, like, that's just, that, that's reality. Yeah, you're you know letting I mean? her rant. So, and like, who with their friend is like, you know what, that's not very nice to say. Guess what? That person doesn't exist because they would have no friends. Nobody wants to hang out with somebody who like won't talk shit, right? I guess I'm just, I, what what blows my mind about these celebrities, right? It, or like reality stars is you you go on this national platform, you suddenly have a hit. Don't you think people are going to like talk shit like, or have thoughts about your scenes? But then, I don't know. I'm just like, did you guys think you're exempt from any... I don't know, discussion. It's so weird to me that, that, but this, look, this happens to you all the time. It happens to me all the time. It's happened to me with Real with a real Housewives. It's so oh, yeah. weird. Oh yeah. You know what? I will say this. Okay. So going back to Kyle, because he already hates me. So let's like really slide into it. <laughs> so he, for example, like I was just talking with one of my co-hosts on the Taylor Strecker show. And it's a daily show, by the way. Um, it is behind a paywall. I do also have a podcast, though, which is free 99. Yes. And that's every Thursday, Taste of Taylor. Check it out. Sarah and I did a great one together. What did I say? December, December 23rd. 23rd yes. 2021. So go check it out. It's great. We talk about the ill... Uh, how ill-equipped I am to be a parent. <laughs> it's so funny. And I need an update on that, by the way. I want to see what twenty how 2022 we are, is We're going to be going. talking about it in therapy, the kids stuff, but... <laughs> so you're really getting closer, we'll I see. get to it. Like, very... But, um, no, but when it comes to Kyle, like, I was talking with the co-host. I won't say who from okay. the Taylor Strecker show because it's behind a paywall. Talk about feeling like no one listens. I mean, I know I have the subscriber numbers. People listen, but, like... It really feels like a secret society where we like share things. Like people who come on the Taylor Strecker show will share things that they wouldn't share on Taste of Taylor. I find it so, and I mean, the numbers are definitely different. So I get that, but like people are still listening and they can still like share information. It's really, the psychology is interesting. But this co-host was, and I were talking about how Kyle season one was like totally didn't take himself seriously and would like laugh. And it feels like Kyle season, what, of Summer House six now is like, don't come for me and like kind of like takes himself a little too seriously yeah and it's like you would think the opposite would happen that you would start off like like a newbie and like just like getting your fifis hurt when people talk shit and then you would like learn to like brush it off but i think it's like the adverse is true um and i don't know why but i mean i, I know i guess to be fair like if because here's the thing is I don't look at myself like I'm a Bravo celebrity, right? I look at myself like I'm way beneath them. So for them, I'm like, well, y'all make so much money and y'all are on TV, so you're famous. But it's like, well, I guess that what they are to me, I could be to someone else, right? So it's like all relative. But like when people come for me, I get mad because I'm like, I don't make enough money for you to come for me this hard. <laughs> I need you making millions of dollars a year. If, like, you if can I talk can't shit laugh all the way to the bank, you can't, yeah, you can't treat me like I'm a Kardashian and talk shit about me until I'm laughing all the way to the bank. And then game on. You know what I mean? I'm just like a plebeian 
living paycheck to paycheck I and getting dragged. I agree with that. And so. I always say when, when I do have these like kind of moments with celebrity or like reality people, I always apologize. And I'm like, look, I'm trying to put on a show that makes people laugh. You know, so sometimes yes. my hot takes are a little extreme because I'm trying to entertain. I'm trying to inspire people and I'm trying to be the audience. And, you know, sometimes right. as an audience, you're going, what the fuck did that person do? You seem so creepy. You seem weird. Like I'm trying to be yes. in the audience's seat so I hope you don't take it personally but it, it always blows my mind how personal they take it I know I know I will say like I've spent many years and I'm sure you have trolls too where like when the trolls come for me it definitely I, I'm like it didn't hurt my feelings and I'm like it like totally did mm. I just turned a corner recently on it where I and listen I've said this a million times so like let's see how long this lasts but I am kind of like in a fucked up way, I find it like if they're talking, good or bad, they're talking. And so I have to appreciate it. I think for me, the difference is, and like you said, if a, if a reality TV person knows that we're talking shit and they like confront us or call us out in it, we will apologize. That's yeah. the thing too. I think as long as somebody's like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I was shit talking. It's like, you know what? Okay. That's kind of like, at least you owned your shit. What I hate though is when I feel like I call people out and I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then they're like, yeah, like they they never apologize. Like they won't back down. And I think that's what separates you and me from like that energy. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's okay to talk shit as long as you own it, you know? You can't like talk shit and then when you get called out, like, you know, get defensive. It's like, no, you got caught, own it, I right? Look, I'm totally with you. And I always apologize because I'm like, I know I can go too far too. in like trying to get people to laugh. And I love that you said that about comments. I'm there too. Like a couple years ago, I feel like we almost teased this like the first time that I was on your show, but I don't, I think yeah. we ran out of time. But you know, I went viral for like all the wrong reasons. I was canceled. This was like, I don't even know, 2015, 2016, when we did this story about a young man who was black in um, Texas and he was accepted to like 20 Ivy League universities. Anyway, it was on Fox 5. So the story goes viral because we were basically saying, was it obnoxious that he applied to all these schools? And people saw it as very racial. There was like two, right. myself, another white woman on the panel and a black woman. And so people felt like we were coming after him and, and people were like, you know, two Fox white reporters go after right. a young black man. Anyway, right. so I was like, so I had never experienced trolling like that. I was like devastated. But How did it feel? Like, it, I mean, well, I mean, it, it was, was like oh, it overwhelming, was like, I'm sure. Did you just want to go invisible? Wanted to go invisible. And I mean, people, that was like a moment where yeah. people were in my DMs, kill yourself. You know, it was that type oh, yeah. of thing, kill yourself. I mean, I had a school teacher in DC write to me and she's like, you've set back my students, my black students, 10 years. I mean, I, I was oh. like, does this moment mean, and of course I apologize because I'm like, well, I, yeah, I'm like, I could see how I, after right. the fact, I could see how it was like super ignorant. Like we shouldn't have said that, you know, totally. we, we should have done it a different way. But I was like, two weeks later, people were writing to me and like, you've set back my children. I'm like, yeah. is it this and, deep? I'm like, it was a pop culture segment. And that's, and then it becomes your identifier. And you're like, it was something you said that was stupid. And I acknowledge it was stupid. And I am genuinely sorry. And it will never happen again. But it's like, but now this is who I am forever. You know, like, oh my God, I... I haven't been quite in that position, but I've been adjacent to it. And yeah. it's scary. It really is. Like, and so that that's me saying, even being adjacent, it's like scary. So being actually the one in it, I I can try to understand it, but I can't even begin. I mean now 
I feel like if it, first of all, I think that we're getting away from cancel culture. I don't know how you feel. I mean, you interview a lot of different people who have, you know, all kinds of, do you feel like it's going away? I feel like um, for the last two years, it's been like, like really scary to say anything, mm. you know? And like, I, I find myself even with the show, like things I say, the things the co-hosts say, like going, oh my God, should we edit that out? Like, I, I know that it was meant this way, but like it could be taken out of context or interpreted differently. And I feel like, I feel like, Civil, you know, civil um, rights and social like um, evolution doesn't happen without things like this. So I think it was actually a necessary thing at the very beginning um, after the murder of George Floyd. You know, right. I feel like that's really what kicked this off. And I actually think it was a necessary thing. But then I think it got to a place where it like went too far, where like people were canceling each other over diets that people actually paid to buy. Like I'm thinking of a particular diet and I'm not a fan of it. I'll just say it. It's F factor. But like. I'm like, wait, you can't, can we cancel somebody for running a business? It's not a cult. It's not a church. These people are like, they're choosing to buy mm. fiber crackers and poop a lot. Like, <laughs> is that something to cancel over? If you don't like F Factor, then don't you buy it? Like, it's like, if I don't like an, uh, clothing from Target, then I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to like spend my whole life trying to like, find the origin of like the manufacturer and like all the things they've done wrong in their life. Like, I just feel like the pendulum had to swing far, but like, it's like, okay, okay. So now we got to bring it back to the middle. Yeah. And so for, I would say the last two years, especially in our jobs where you talk and share opinions, it feels like there's landmines everywhere. And I'm just starting to feel like people are not so like ready to, cancel you for anything, you know? And again, yeah. I want to be clear. Some people get canceled for reasons and it's justified. Okay. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people that get canceled and it's not justified. And it's like, and I feel like you take the canceling. It's like, wait, so there's canceling and then there's performative canceling. Like, oh, I've always hated this person. And now I think I have an opportunity and a reason to ruin them. And it's like, that's not you doing good by the world. That's you being a shit. And also what started happening was the cancelers started becoming the cancelees. So I know. I think that's kind of what leveled it out too. So I think we're getting back to a time where you can make a joke and if people don't like it, it's like, so you don't like the joke. I don't, that doesn't mean you have to like, you know, ruin my entire life and like, and, and all the generations that come after me. Yeah. So well, and it I feel like it's starting to settle a little bit. Right. And oh, I agree. I, well, and I think you're having this big response because we are seeing like the canceler get canceled themselves. Like I think of the teen Vogue right. situation with the woman that they hired a woman of color mm. to run teen Vogue. Then, you know, people would, and they'd even acknowledge she'd made past tweets. Vogue was aware. Then they hire her. Then there was like an uproar internally. And the girl that kind of led the uproar had, her own homophobic tweets you know it hello was like, right it's like, uh, like that's the thing that blows my mind like yeah I know where my skeletons are and I am like listen if they come up I will you know and I'm not talking about homophobic tweets well oh I am a gay woman so I would <laughs> hope not but you know what I'm saying like I'm not saying like racially charged things like luckily for me I never figured out really how to tweet so I feel good with Twitter I feel straight with Twitter <laughs> but like I, I I I definitely yeah I don't know it's um it's it it, it I, I just feel like we all as people sorry I lost my train of thought we all as people have you know things that we aren't proud about from our past and maybe some things we actually forgot about. And if they came to fruition, we'd be like, Oh my God, but it blows my mind how people 
are like the ones that have so much to hide are always the ones that want to come to the forefront and call everybody else out. It's like those who live in glass houses should not have stones. It's like, so don't crazy. you know that you also like, it's so hypocritical. It really blows my mind. Yeah. And I always think for our position and this is what, you know, and now, you know, like you were saying, everybody is kind of getting it. They have their own YouTube show. They have their own podcast or whatever, which is, you know, is great because back in the, our day, you know, radio was the gatekeeper. So we're TV mm-hmm. show. I mean, you know, a few usually white, you know, men, made the decision of who they were going to put on the air, who they were not going to put on the air. And now it's like there's no gatekeeper. Like anyone can create. But I want people to keep going because I think the hardest and scariest part is like for you and I, we talk every day, like 365 days a year. We're not going to say everything correct all the time. I mean, we're going to continue to make mistakes. And like that's what I had to kind of learn from that experience is like, oh, all right, it's okay. Like you're going to make mistakes. And like you – all these projections that people are putting on you after you apologize is – part of their own story it's not you know and people are either going to accept your apology and ride with you and and see you grow or maybe they fall off and they're not fan and like I that was a good experience for me because then I learned you know the people that are meant to follow you and be your fans are and those that aren't it's fine right right exactly well it's kind of about like you have to if you're in this job you kind of have to learn self-love which is something I'm not very good at but it's like a lot of us get into this business because we're constantly looking for external validation of us being like funny or good enough or whatever. And um, like when that's not mirrored back to you, you have to take a good look at yourself and be like, who am I? And sometimes it, 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 it puts you on a fast track to like start to believe in yourself, right? And be like, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm not all these awful things people are saying about me. I maybe did an awful thing um, and I need to learn from that. This, this thing too, if someone fucks up, and they're like, I don't care if they don't take accountability and they refuse to grow. Yeah. Cancel them to holy hell. Right. If somebody messes up and says, like, I am regretful and I'm disgusted and I want to be better. Like, isn't that being up to some degree? Like, I would love to look in. I, I would love to look in the past of all these cancelers and be like, oh. let me see. Your, like, like, let me have an open book to your life. You do everything perfectly. Get the fuck out of here. And I guess we're Okay, Dame Products. Have you purchased your hot sex toys yet? Well, you need them. Trust me. Okay? Anyway. Dame Products is amazing. If you haven't been to their website, I absolutely love them. In fact, I own all of their vibrators. They're hands-free. They're Ava. They have some iconic products and sex lubes, which I really love. Their aloe vera sex lube. They sent me that. It's amazing. Um... Because it actually formulates to the pH of your vagina. And we all know everything down there is like an ecosystem, y'all. Okay? You cannot be messing with it or putting stuff down there that is not balanced to the pH. All right? Their best sellers include vibrators like the Ava, which is a wearable couple's vibe for hands-free fun. Their Air, which stimulates with Air Pulse to get you there faster. And that's just the beginning. Their products retail for around $85 to $90. And of course, you get 15% off when you go to dameproducts.com. And then at checkout, enter the code TSFS. Go to dameproducts.com. We love Dame. Enter code TSFS at checkout for 15% off your order. Thrive Cosmetics, high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, 
and they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Cause is in the name because it's there for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. I love using products where I feel like everything, and I know everything is clean, nourishing ingredients that support longer and lasting, healthier lashes all over time. Their liquid lash extension mascara has thousands of five-star reviews. I've been using it. I love it. First of all, I love the packaging. It's just really thoughtfully made. It's a really heavy wand. You don't feel like it's cheap and you're not getting a lot of product. It goes on really smoothly. And then the best part is, is the makeup doesn't smudge, but it's also very easy to take off with your makeup remover wipes. Wipes, And that's just the beginning. You can get their liquid balm treatment, their brilliant eye brightener, and so many more products. Right now, you need to go to Thrive Cosmetics. They're amazing. Go and check out why people have given them thousands of five-star reviews. And of course, you need to use my code right now. You can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash TSFS. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash TSFS for 15% off your first order. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to Hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Shman Mahubi has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. 
Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where my optimal body comes into play. Visit myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. You know, I'm curious, how did you you get on your own self-love journey? Like, how did you, what was like your turning point and how do you think like you practice self-love now? I'm in it, okay, if I'm being clear. Like, I'm not great at it, okay? But I have a co-host on the Taylor Strecker show, Jesse Jollis, and she is a comedian, but she's kind of like taking a respite right now to, to like, she's doing such hard work. She's on every Thursday. She has her own podcast called talking to me. Okay. It's on Patreon. And she does this, like, it's all, she's like working with like a coach and it's like this self. So first it was self love. Right. And then she's recently moved on to self worth. And we know these words, they're buzzy in the zeitgeist, but like, what does it really mean? And she really, it's almost like she's the cliff notes for the work for me and for the rest of the audience because she's like doing the hard work and then she like delivers like what she learned in that week um but I don't know I mean I guess self-love and self-worth okay 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 so I think the first time I did an act of self-love for myself was getting a divorce Mm, oh my god yes because 
I and I didn't realize it was self-love. But now in retrospect, I can see it because it was the first time that I said, I'm going to do something that's not like it's not that it's socially unacceptable, but it's not like what you you're not like, I want to get married to get a divorce. So, you know, it's still it's not crazy taboo to get divorced, but like it still is, you know, yeah, sure. Failure. So I was, you know, I, I was I was making a decision that like, you know, and I and the divorce was my decision ultimately. So like that's also what makes it hard because it's not like it's like the two of us doing it together. And ultimately, a couple days after I I told him I wanted a separation, he was like, thank you for doing what I didn't have the courage to do. And I knew I was wow. doing it for us, you know, because yeah. we both weren't happy. Like, I think it's very hard to find a marriage where one person's miserable and the other person's like, I am great. This is fabulous. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> So, but I feel like saying like, I'm going to get a divorce. I'm like, it took a lot to get a divorce. I mean, this isn't like sexy or doesn't make me sound great. But like, he was the breadwinner in our family. I had to like, look at like my salary and look at our prenup and look at like what my financial future looked like. Can I get a divorce? Like, is this something? I mean, of course I could, but like, I am an elitist bitch. Okay. I like, I like heels. <laughs> Hello. I can't live without heels. It's expensive. So I'm like, oh, that must have been hard. I mean, just like walking away from the money. I I would have done the same thing. I love money. I would have sat there and gone. He wasn't like this horrible guy. He was like a nice guy. I just like his family and I just did not mesh. And it was just like, uh, and there was like never like any break. We were all up each other's asses. And I was like, I can't exist like this forever. Like I'm going to be lay miserable. But like even me being like you like, I believed enough in myself to be like, you'll figure it out. Now, I thought I would move down to FIDI, the financial district, and find another rich husband. And that's, I mean, so I wasn't quite at self-love and quite at self-worth, but I, I was like, I love you enough to think that you could get another rich husband. So it's not for me. But, you know, I guess I believed in myself enough to be like, you're going to do this. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. Like, this is, you know, this is scary, but like, you can believe in yourself enough to do it. And so that was like step one. And then when I fell in love with Taylor, my now wife, oh. that was massive self-love. And that was like major, like me being like, I don't care what my friends say. I don't care what my family says. This is the right decision. I am in love. I trust myself enough to know that this is not crazy. I, everyone was like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I get it. I've been straight for like 30, what, four years. Yeah. This is a shock to me too. So I understand why it's a shock to them, but like, it wasn't crazy. It was actually the, the most sane thing I had ever done. And I had to believe in myself enough to know that I was making the right choice. Because if I didn't believe in myself enough, I would have been like, they're right. I'm crazy. I should, what am I doing? I'm not a lesbian. And like, I wouldn't be with my soulmate. So yeah. I guess those were acts of self-love. Um, those are huge acts of self-love. Like those are enormous. I mean, some people spend their whole lives trying to just get to that point, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's amazing. Like you've already done that. And and you and Taylor are like, yeah, so meant to be, you know? So it's oh, just like. I honestly, I like, I get scared even saying this because I'm like, I'm going to fucking jinx it. But like. I, you know, in Sex and the City, the movie where Charlotte, I think it's the movie or maybe it's like the end of the series, but it's like, are you happy every single day? And Charlotte's like, oh, it's it's Miranda and Charlotte having this conversation at the table. Mm. And Miranda's like, are you happy every single day? And she's like, I'm not happy all day, every day, but every day I am happy. I feel that way. Like, even if we're in a fight, we will... I will cave and apologize just so we can make up because I can't be in a fight with her for like over 24 hours. Yeah. But like... I wake up happy. I like, I enjoy her so much. Like, I just feel so happy. And I was in many relationships before this where I did not feel that way. So I know how special it is to feel this way. And I know I almost live my life 
maybe forever not getting to feel this. So like, I don't take it for granted, but like, I, I mean, and listen, there's times that are hard. Sure. And it's like, oh my God, like being with a man would be so much easier. I know I shouldn't say this, but it's the way I think it's like, you know, financially I was raised that like a man's a breadwinner and I know that is wrong, but like, I can't shake it when I'm having like serious anxiety and insecurities about our financial future. I do find myself being like, what was I thinking? Two women can't do this. We don't get paid as much as men, you know, but it's like, but I, but I never not want to be with her. I just want us to get a husband who pays for everything. <laughs> Can we just get a, a sister hubby? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that you said that. I mean, that is so true, right? Uh, you know, just that you guys have to face that. And it's it's funny because I'm married to a man. And, you know, there's like, you've been married to a man too. I mean, there's definitely downsides to being married yeah. to a man. You know, like, but I yeah. have to say, and you and I talk a lot about this on your December 23rd issue episode because I'm a lot like you in your relationship. Like, I always, I'm always the one that apologizes to Dan. Like, I just want to make things, because yeah. I hate fighting with him. I hate us being mad. And I'm with you. I wake up every day and like, I love our life, you know? And it, there's a sense of, and I, I imagine you and Taylor have this, there's a, this kind of like sense of ease, I guess, in the relationship. Yeah. Like, there's no tension really. Yes, to your point, there's moments where we're on yeah. each other's nerves or something, but there's just not the tension and uncertainty that I've definitely, I've also felt in other relationships. Like, Totally. Ugh, yeah, yeah, that's so it, look, that feeling is priceless and that's awesome about self-love. You uh, so tell me this, I want to find out cuz the last time you were on, I think you guys were engaged, but you are officially married now. You got married during the pandemic. Yeah. Your wedding was beautiful. I was obsessed. Thank you. Thank you. It looked like a dress, but it was a jumpsuit, I think you told me, right? It, it this was a jumpsuit. It was from ASOS. It was 200. Oh, this $225, I think. This wedding could not be more opposite from my first wedding. Um, mm. But I will say that my wife called a lot of the shots because it was her first and hopefully only oh, wedding. Oh, it will be, yes. Yes. So I was like, you know what? I did the thing, you know. I like I got to call the shots. I got to be the bridezilla. So like I'm gonna try to like play the groom role a little bit more. But like it was just so chill. And like we definitely decided we got engaged in the pandemic. So we did not have to get married in it as well. We could have waited. We intentionally wanted to have a really small wedding. And so that's why we because we got engaged and married on way under a year engaged in November and married in August. So okay. that's fast. It was quick. And, you know, we knew we wanted to have it at my parents' house. We knew we wanted it to be like a dinner party vibe. We knew we wanted it to be like, like me, very fancy and over the top, but like we have a serious budget. So it's like, well, if you keep it small, you can have all the things that you want to have. It's when you make it big that you kind of have to start cutting corners on things. So we value, um, Things over people. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, but no, I mean, it was great. And listen, I definitely think that there were some hurt feelings by people not getting invited. Really? Um, really? I would think people yeah. would understand. Like you wanted small. I mean, it really was. How many people was it total? 26. Literally. Okay. Uh, 26 I mean, people adults. Were upset over that? You know, most people were good. I had one friend that said to me that she was like initially upset. But that she like, then she like, after a few days was like, oh, I totally get it. Like, I mean, literally my aunts and uncles weren't even invited. Like literal family members weren't invited. And so maybe people think it's fucked up that like we had like some friends there over aunts and uncles. But like the friends that we had 
were Tay's pretty much invited just like her best, best, best friends who are like her sisters, in addition to her sisters, obviously, because she's very close to them. But then for me, we invited my best friend from kindergarten, who we have seriously talked about maybe having children with him and his husband. Oh, so yeah, I, love it. I mean, so and like nothing is set in stone, but it's like these people might like are probably going to be in our like lives. I mean, if not just for friends, like maybe even like a really important part. So like, sorry, you know, cousin Coco, but like that is the choice I'm making for that two people spot. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe having Stassi and Bo there made some people pissed off that they weren't, but right now where we are in our lives, like they are our best couple friend period end of story no matter how you slice it or dice it and like Bo so close to Tay I'm so close to Bo I'm obviously so close to Stassi same with Tay like we we like they're like you know it's like you have uh, friends they're 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 family to yeah us. Like, and I mean you two girls have done so much for each other so much for each other's careers you know it's it's more than like a friendship you know what I mean like that yeah and look I mean anyone should understand if you've ever had a wedding you know how expensive it is it's insane the amount of money insane and also in in my mind I was like I had a wedding before and all y'all fools were invited <laughs> so you know what I mean so it's like you got to come to my wedding so this is Taylor Donahue's wedding. And I just happened, like, I remember I said to one of my friends, um, I, cause I, one of my friends reached out and was like, kind of like, uh, like have a good weekend, but like kind of shady. <laughs> good weekend. You're getting married to your soulmate. Have a good weekend. Have okay. a good weekend. Oh, is that thing happening? Yeah. Oh, um, so, but I said to her, and I meant it, I was like, um, yeah, you know, I'm lucky I was invited. You know, it's like, yeah, like right. you, like you were at my first wedding, like, you know how it goes, like, yes. what it is. I don't know. It was, it's funny with weddings. People, I will say, most people were great, and if their feelings were hurt, they haven't said anything. Just a handful of people kind of like let us know that they were a little perturbed. But, um, <laughs> perturbed. It, I mean, it's okay. I always, here's the thing is like, I think sometimes when it comes to hurting people's feelings, people are like, well, I didn't do anything or wrong. And like, I will never say that to somebody, even if I'm like, that's absurd. I know. Like, for example, I've been in fights with my friends over Instagram. That's absurd. But everybody's on Instagram. So if it's becoming a social platform, we're allowed to get our feelings hurt. One of my friends, I was like, she, we're not, we're not friends anymore. She, I had a brand new Rolex from Wasbind when we were married, my 30th birthday. I know. Love. I there's a whole story behind that one. So I don't need a Rolex, yeah. but apparently, when you're in that family, you do need a Rolex. Thank so, you. And Thank I wasn't going to say no. Absolutely That's not. Okay, I'll take it. It's a rule. I like these rules. So anyway, um, I had it on a picture for my birthday, and I just posted a picture of me as a human. Not I didn't like take a picture of my watch, like a gauche piece of shit it was like you know yeah and anyway. it's just in a picture yeah and it was on my person in a picture and I had a friend write I hope you love your husband as much as you love your bra your watch what your friends are savage what did you yeah. are you guys still friends a, no that is a frenemy so I said to her girl if you want to drag me on my text, wow, lesson believe you can. Because she was like, "This is my sense of humor." I'm like, first of all, last time I checked, you're not a stand-up comedian, but okay. Um, 
But, you know, it's always, I'm joking. It's like, and it's so fucked up. So anyway, um, but so I was like, just can't write this shit on my public Instagram page. I have audience members and like, I have sister-in-laws who hate me. Like, please do not, as my representative, as my friend, like, do this to me. This is like, it's embarrassing, actually. And she was like, I refuse used to fight with you over Instagram and I'm like whatever but like I had a friend one time that wow. like we were fighting and finally she like brought something up about Instagram and she was like it looks like your best friends was so and so on Instagram and like I'm not in your life and is that a ridiculous thing yeah it is however her feelings were hurt right and that's all that mattered to me so I was like I'm so sorry I like while it wasn't my intention I can see how that would make you feel that way. And I am so sorry that I ever made you feel bad. Like, that's the thing is I feel like if you love your friends, even if you didn't do anything quote unquote wrong, you can still feel bad for hurting their feelings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So like for anybody who wasn't invited to the wedding, like I sorry. feel bad if they're upset, you know? Um. Okay, look, I, we, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I want to do some lightning round. I want to talk summer house. Okay. So, um, but, but okay, tell me where you guys are at with having a baby because this was a big conversation December 23rd when we were on Taste of Taylor. Yes. Um, all right, so how are the vibes heading into the new year? So we, we have a couple therapists, highly recommend for all couples, happy or unhappy. It's, it's a must. Um, and so we are going to start talking about starting a family and therapy. And now like, this is the first time in my life I've like been like, I'm sick. I can't go to therapy. Like, I don't want to talk about it. Cause I just like, I'm doing the thing where I'm like, if we just don't talk about it, she'll forget. And mm, she forget. Taylor wants a baby. Taylor wants a, what do you think? What is your biggest, um, what's the biggest thing? Hurdle, hurdle. I think just like, I love our life so much. And I like, it's like, I don't want it to change. Like, and I know when you have a child, it's going to change. And of course, people are like, it will change for the better. And I'm sure it will. But like, I am lazy, as somebody told me on Instagram recently, and they were correct. I am very lazy. Like, I I have been working early mornings for my entire yeah. adult life. This is the first time in my life I am in control of my schedule and don't have to get up at the ass crack of dawn. And we're going to have a baby and ruin all of it? Also, I'm finally, like, making money where I'm not constantly worrying about money. Oh, Let's have a baby who sucks all the money away. And now, like, I feel like I'm finally getting to place in my life where yeah. I'm, like, happy and in control and, like, financially, like, feel like, like, okay, like, like we can do things we want to do. And I'm like, and now let's do something that's going to undo. I finally got to the place where I wanted to be. And now we're going to done do it up. Girl, I mean, people need to be honest with you. Like, it is hard. I mean, and, and imagine like having fights with Taylor, but then you both are sleep deprived. And I mean, someone's career at different times, like you have to kind of take a step back. Like, I mean, my schedule now is, uh, yeah, super hyper-focused because it's like, okay, Dan has him these certain times. And like, obviously we're moving. So we had this awesome, like, yep. you know, wonderful, like babysitter, but now we don't. I mean, it is, those are all valid points. Like those are, you know, it's hard. That's hard. Yes. I okay. Mean, when, but when I say it, it's like, I, but then, then I get scared because it's like, I, you know what I feel like is going to happen in therapy? I feel like our therapist going to be like, Taylor Strecker, you don't want children. And then Taylor Donahue is going to be like, uh, well, I do. And then it's like, I'm not going to not be with the love of my life, but like. <laughs> no, and I think you got, look, I think you guys can definitely have it both ways. I think you continue, like, 
Oof. you're at this good place with money and all that. I think it's just going to require probably more planning. Not with guys. kids, though. I can tell you what we make financially with children is not like it's not. Well, I'm going to be scared. Oh, well, I hear you. I mean, I mean, we're moving to Los Angeles where every fucking kid goes to private school. I'm like, we, okay, we, well, so ours is going to public so far. So we're not like, I mean. Oh, hell yeah. I'm homeschooling. I get it. I'm going to have I weird homeschool kids, you know, and I'll be their teacher. Okay. I got to switch gears because I want to find out two things from you. I want to talk Summer House, but I also want to talk. You listened to Call Her Daddy Jamie Lynn Spears interview. What, I just and did. you're you're obsessed. I know you're into all the Britney. All the, what, so what was your hot take? On that interview. You know, um, oh wait, I actually took notes. Let me grab my notes. Oh, because I feel like my yeah, my, my notes are concise. I love I love good notes. Okay, because I drink wine at night and then I forget everything. Um, okay, oh, okay. So here's what I wrote about the Britney interview, call her daddy. I have I had chills because it was like exciting to me. And you know, we haven't heard from Britney in so long. So to get to even hear her sister's perspective was still more than we've had in forever. So I like had chills and then instantly felt like I wanted to barf because like I felt gross for being so excited about these salacious things that Jamie yeah. Lynn was saying about Britney. And I wrote, is this book even okay? And then I wrote, did she write the book because Britney cut her off financially or something? Like, I just, like, I I have so many questions. I just feel like the, and Jamie Lynn keeps drilling in your head, like, this is my story. I have a voice too. I'm a person. And it works. You're like, I feel bad. Me like, too. Me too. I was all in. Was, right? If my sister was a like star of the world, I would feel like I know, I know nothing too. And she's like, I'm a person too. I was, you know, I have a story of my own. It's not always about Britney. You know, like it's such a sister fight too, which is what I kind of love though. Cause it's so high profile and it's so public. And it like, it is sad. And it makes me feel bad, but like, it, when you really boil it down, like Britney's like, she never had to work for anything. It's like sisters pulling their hair over an outfit. Like, I know. It, like it really is, I think if you have a sister relatable, but like, but like super high stakes here, of course, for them. But well, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like Jamie Lynn, maybe now is not the time to tell your story. She just got out of like a 13 year conservatorship. Like I know. maybe she should be the first one to speak on this. That's a good point. I do agree with you that the timing, I, I mean, the timing, right, is so she will make money, right? She's obviously going to make millions of dollars off this. And like they capitalized right. on the timing. I will say this, though. How did you feel? I mean, I thought what was great about that interview is you really realize how fucked up their family situation. Like, I feel like everyone that comes yeah. up, and we all have some dysfunction in our family. But I mean, you talk about people who were dysfunctional. they Lynn and Jamie were separated. He was an alcoholic during the time. Lynn was trying to fucking navigate raising three kids. Yep. Jamie Lynn was a complete mistake. I mean, yep. to me, I'm like, these guys were fucked up before fame. And then you get the ultimate form of fame. They're yeah, you're so right. And I mean, yep. can you imagine your parents keeping shit a secret from everyone because they didn't want, they were ashamed that Jamie Lynn was pregnant. So then they didn't yep. tell Brittany, you know, yep. Brittany's having a breakdown. They didn't tell Brittany. They didn't tell Brittany. I mean, I, you know, I thought she deserved, I, it, okay. If what she's saying is her account, right. Which I, we have to give her the benefit of the doubt that that's her account. I mean, I do right. think I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, they were so fucked up to begin with. And You're then, so right. And they get You're millions of so dollars. You're so right. I mean, it's like they, 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 I mean, you have to be, have like really solid foundation to go into uh, fame and not get fucked up. So they went in like, I mean, with just like the, none. the concrete was completely demolished. 
it was like road work, like everywhere. You're right. I mean, also, I thought it was interesting though, like, and Jamie Lynn wasn't totally dragging Britney either. She wasn't. Like, she was. I there agree. were times where she was explaining things in a kind sisterly way. But there was one thing when she was like, Britney was the breadwinner of the family. And Britney wanted my mom to divorce my dad because he was like bad news bears. And so she, as the breadwinner, was like, Mom, I'll buy you a house, but dad can't live in it with you. So basically, i.e., mom and dad have to get a divorce in order for me to buy this house. And and I felt like Jamie Lynn was like, that was kind of weird. Like a kid gets to decide about parents getting a divorce. And it's like, well, but like, wasn't Britney like helping her mom? Like, the, all those women, I'm sure, were in their own ways victims of abuse by definitely, definitely. So it's like, isn't like that's a very? I, I thought that was like empowered that Britney was like, "Mom, I can get you out of this." Because a lot of times women can't get out of bad marriages because they can't financially do it. So it's like your rock star literally pop star daughters like, "Mom, I will do this." But then, but then Jamie Lynn said that Jamie would come and stay in the house that Lynn was living in that Britney bought, and it was like. But, like, I felt like it was weird because Jamie Lynn's perspective was like, isn't that so bad of Britney? And it was like, wait, 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 wait. There's, yeah, I don't know. I just. It was, there's so many layers. And I feel like, too, you know, as women, all of us are a little bit predisposed to that people pleasing. I mean, I felt like what you feel about Lynn Spears is like, there was a woman who. It was trying to navigate all this by herself, was probably like lonely. She was kind of clueless. She was a super people pleaser. So she's yep. trying to like lean on Jamie because she, I just, I mean, look, I think it's amazing that they all have survived. And I'm sure Brittany does want to sue them and probably she should. Um, but, you know, yeah. I do think Jamie's a victim. Jamie Lynn is like a partial victim too, but I know that's like an unpopular so opinion. I. Okay, I want to ask you this last thing um, Machine Gun Kelly and um, Megan Fox, how long do you think this relationship is yes. going to last? And do you think it's getting too weird. It's getting too weird. Um, the blood drinking was unnecessary. Oh. Like we tolerate them licking each each other's tongues literally. Okay, so that's where it just needs to. It can just end there. The drinking of the blood on the engagement night. It's not necessary. And this engagement ring. Now the story's coming out that it's like basically it's like a finger trap. Like it's it's a it's a punishing engagement ring. If she tries to take it off, it will physically hurt her. It has like barbs in it. And I really do not like that messaging. I, you know what? There's another fucked up dynamic. I can't wait for her book because I feel like she's Ugh. his mother. Like, did you ever, okay. Uh, yeah. Again, I have to have you. Like, I could talk to you for five hours. Anyway, you know, Same. he was on, uh, Machine Gun Kelly was on Howard Stern, who we both love, of course. And you loves. actually, you got a shout out. Like, Beth Stern actually loves you. But anyway. Wow. I'm low-key um, very what, jealous. For a moment in time. For a moment in time. But anyway, he was on Machine, he was on Howard's show and talking up, uh, totally fucked up. His mom completely abandoned him when he was like 10 years, like no eight way. years old. Yes. Like, Mommy, I'm talking. big time left his ass until he That's started to become famous and showed up at a concert and just said, I just want to make sure you're okay. I see that you're okay. And then left again. Like he has never spoke. I feel like she, machine, like Megan Fox oh, she's is a his mom. Like, yes. I know the mother was like a total oh, monster. God. I, just, I don't know. I'm getting a little, I wish them the best. They're hot, know, they're sexy, but it's weird. I know. And it's like, they, you know, they just burn so hot. It just feels like it's, it's almost like too fast and furious, you know, and same yeah. a little bit with like Courtney and Travis, the difference with Courtney and Travis though, is that we know Courtney so intimately and like how opposed Courtney was to getting married to Scott for so long. So we know Courtney's not the type to make a rash decision yeah. unless it's the right decision, I think for her. Cause if, if it were, wouldn't she have just married Scott all the majillions of times he asked to marry her. And like, they have like a, you know, a baseball team of kids together. I just, so I just feel like 
I almost like trust her judgment more. Whereas this machine gun Kelly Megan Fox thing, I don't know. There's just I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my life savings on them staying together forever. I'll say that. Taylor Strucker, you're amazing. Um, I thought that you were texting me that you wanted to talk about Summer House, but turns out it was a different podcaster. So I'm not even going to fucking talk about Summer House. So well, I could talk about anything. I actually, I actually have to watch Summer House for the Taylor Strucker show tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually very good. I am a fan. I'm just behind. Oh, God. Taste of Taylor new episodes are out every Thursday. Of course, the Taylor Strucker show, you need to subscribe on Patreon yes. five yes. days a week. Our girl, Andrea Lopez Comedy, co-hosts with you on Fridays. We both love and adore. Yes. The show is so good. Catch adore. our episode that was on December 23rd on Taste of Taylor. I can't wait yes. to have you on again. Yes. Um, Me so too. Much, so much love to you and Taylor. And I know you guys are going to have that baby right on time. It'll all work out. Thank you, girl. No, you were like the only reason I can even talk about having kids. So thank you. You are my spirit guide through this mama journey. So I'm oh. going to be leaning on you heavy soon. Look, I waited so long to have a baby and he's amazing. And there's just, there's still times where you're like, oh, fuck, I hate, I hate, you know, like of sacrificing or having to like select hours and all that shit, you know? So I get it. I get it. But I, I do think you guys are going to be beautiful moms and, and you'll make it work right on time. All right, honey. Love you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.